All right, this episode sponsored by HelloFresh. Get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. And count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. Go to HelloFresh.com slash OP16. Use code OP16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Looks like we are live from the Glassbox Studio, 500 feet above New York City. We got uh, Jill Gregg. We got uh, Kemi, it looks like. Yeah, Kemi and Greg Buell and Jennifer Ferris. Oh, my God. Bill Marchin. How are you, man? Opie not. Oh, Opie no. Oh, shit. I forgot to put my hat on. Oh, my God. Harry, go get his hat. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot to put my hat on. Yeah, usually I got uh, usually I got some kind of hat on, but uh, I finally finally cut my hair down to something that almost looks normal after uh, I don't know after like two years of just letting my hair go. But I, I got a few hair dids, and here I am without a hat. Jesus, Andy, what the fuck? Hey, Pat, Pat Duffy, um, what's going on, everybody? Yeah, so uh, got back from the beach last night. Uh, did the Easter out there at the beach at the ocean? It was glorious. I liked it a lot. Opie is uh, beard is looking good. Oh, oh thank you. I, I was gonna I was gonna shave it for the Easter, but I decided to uh, to keep it for a little longer because you know winter decided to come back here in uh, in New York City. So uh, as soon as that warm weather hits, you're like, you know what? It's time to be clean shaved and walk around like a gentleman and then uh and then winter decides to hit you in the face again so it's uh it's not fun it's really really windy out there uh driving home last night my god my goodness i was on the long island expressway for the people that are local that's the main uh highway that basically you take from the city all the way out to montauk and um Man, I, I probably should have checked the weather because the weather was terrible last night. It was absolutely nuts. And, uh, you know, just hydroplaning down the Long Island Expressway with two kids, a dog, and a guinea pig in the car. That was fun. Uh, and, and then the trucks, like, you know, this is kind of, uh, we've all been through it. But these trucks, they drive these highways. Earmuffs, Pat Duffy, because you drive the big trucks. They, they drive these trucks like it's no big deal. As they're throwing a wave right on your car as you're hydroplaning down the, the highway. Uh, it was uh, it was nuts. At one point, my car, I don't want to say it went, um, I don't want to say it was totally sideways, but it, it had a nice, it had a nice, it was definitely heading sideways. And then I had to go 10 and 2, uh, shut her down. We had to shut her down to about 58 miles an hour so we could get home safely last night. And we rolled in around, uh, fuck, I think it was like midnight. It was late. Put the kids to bed and then got them up at like 6.30. It was, it was crazy. The swerving, what do you got there? The swerving the truckers do is what kills me, Jennifer First. They don't, they don't give a crap. 
they're in complete control as they do that. But what is really, um, what is really, really pissing me off is the fact that um, there's potholes all over the Long Island Expressway. Who's in charge of fixing the potholes on the Long Island Expressway? And I, I know. I mean, I'm talking to people all over the country. Got a few people all over the world right now. And I guarantee their roads are just as bad as ours here in uh, New York. Who the hell is responsible for, uh, for fixing the potholes? Because the, the roads are completely chewed up. My taxes are going up. Your taxes are going up. So when are they going to uh, fix the potholes in and around New York City? That's the least they can do with our fucking tax money. My buddy, I have a friend in this building. Uh, after living here for over 10 years, I finally made a friend. Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, you know, I want to see, uh, I want to see some, uh, some hearts for that, some thumbs up. But after uh, about 10 or 11 years living in this building, I finally met, uh, not even met, a guy that I've seen a million times. And uh, what brought us to, together is Doggy. Here's Doggy. Doggy, sit down. No, Doggy, we're doing this. Look, can't you see we're doing this right now? Sit down. Um, our dogs uh, brought us together after 10 years of uh, looking at each other in the elevator like dummies. My dog smelled his dog. Instant love. I don't think they have sexuality in the, uh, in the dog community. I don't know. I'm, I'm still tr- learning this because I, I probably shouldn't even be a dog owner. But because of COVID, we got our son a dog. Most of you know this by now. Got him a, got him a dog for the COVID for his 10th birthday. Now it's my dog. Um, but that's what happens with a lot of fathers, right? You get the dog for your, uh, for your son or your daughter or both. Oh, son, daughter. Uh, uh oh, I don't know if I had enough pronouns there. Where are the pronoun police? I I actually was stupid to say it for your son or daughter. What, what's the other pronouns that I'm missing? So I'm still learning the dog thing, but I don't think uh, I don't think they have sexuality in the dog community because it's like you're a dog, I'm a dog. Oh, we have the same genitals. Ah, who cares? So yeah, I'm gonna say I think they're in love. Um, this dog with uh, with my new friend's dog, and we uh, we were out on the sidewalk, and even though we've seen each other probably 500 times without saying hi. It took one lick. I don't know who made the first move. I don't know if it was my dog or his dog, but it took one lick. And I licked back, and then they fell in love. And then uh, me and this guy were like, I guess we're friends now. Hey, after 10, 11 years, what's your name? And I'm like, my name's Greg. What's your name? And he said his name. So now we're uh, we're palsy-walsies. But um, he was telling me, man, you got to watch out when you're driving around um, – you know, New York City, which I kind of know because I do the Long Island Expressway a lot. He said that uh, his car hit a uh, a pothole in, I want to say Brooklyn. And $8,000 later, and I was thinking to myself, if my car gets effed up from one of these giant potholes that are on the Long Island Expressway as I'm hydroplaning almost sideways down the down the road because they don't have proper drainage either and it fucks up my car... I'm responsible for that. I should be able to send that bill to somebody, right? I think so. Uh, Chuck Lynn throwing $20 at me like it's nothing. Thank you, Chuck. Jesus, this Chuck Lynn, I got to tell you. I notice a lot of uh, the people that support uh, support me. And Chuck is one of those guys. 
Every time I post a, uh, something on my Instagram, which is Opie Radio, he likes it immediately. And I even tricked him. I even put some horrible posts up there because I'm like, I want to see if this guy's just going to like everything I post. And sure enough, I posted something shitty, and there was Chuck. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, Chuck. Thanks for the $20. I appreciate I appreciate people like Chuck Glenn. He's good people. And I don't appreciate you just because you just threw me $20. I, I noticed you way before you threw me $20, Chuck Glenn. Uh, if Stern, wait, where did that go? If Stern had been elected governor, that would have been an issue. It wouldn't be an issue today. Not real, really, really. Stern had no intention of ever taking political office. He was playing that old gag, like I'm gonna run for the presidency, and then you get headlines like uh, like crazy all day long, and then you casually drop out after you get all the press. That's how that works with those dumb celebrities. Until Trump, because I think Trump was doing that at first. And then I, I think somewhere along the way, he went, oh, my God, I think I might win this thing. And then he kind of got excited about winning the dumb thing. Uh, good afternoon, open everyone. Hope everyone had a great weekend and a happy Easter. On our way back from visiting family, too. I'll have to watch this later. Have a great day. And I hope to catch a live soon. That's Jamie Lynch. She's another one. Full support. Big supporter. She wrote something to me, um, uh, I don't know, I think it was today I read it. That was very, very nice. So, Jamie, uh, safe, safe travels as you, as you come home. Pat Duffy just wrote a fucking essay. Holy shit, this is going to challenge my, uh, my reading skills. I know you're moving on, but I'll tell you what I tell the public. No matter what, the only way to properly fix a pothole is to completely cut it out down to the base, refill it with fresh asphalt... Uh, I'm proud of myself. I just said ash, uh, asphalt uh, properly. I used to say asphalt. <laughs> and a glue compound that we lay down first. Then repair has a decent chance of staying in for a long term. Unfortunately, the only thing we can really do is to fill it by a shovel and move on. That's all that we could do, given the fact that we can't shut down the lane for the hour plus it would take. Yeah, because then we would bitch about that. I know, I'm guilty of that. I want all the potholes uh, fixed properly, but I'll also be the guy on my horn like, why are you closing this lane down? So, yeah, but there you go. I was telling my wife, though. There was a little road kind of near where I grew up called Cherry Lane. Had my paper route on Cherry Lane. We did some skateboarding at the end of Cherry Lane right into 25A, which was a little crazy. Uh, you had to have some skills to stop before you went into 25A. That road, which I was on recently because I, uh, I was hanging out with some old friends from high school a few months back. So I decided to take a little ride down Cherry Lane, get some memories in the kids' system. And wouldn't you know that the road, Cherry Lane, is the exact same road with no repairs since I was a little kid. So it is possible that they have the right material to fix these roadways and these potholes in such a way that they're never going to, you know, break up again. But they don't do it for whatever reason. Uh, (laughs) Glenn, hope you have a certain devil make hair look today. I don't know. I finally decided to cut my hair down because I got some things. I got some people to mate and I can't I can't make the people with the crazy hair. So uh, it was just time to cut it all the way down. It took, um, 
It took five. I think it took five haircuts to finally get a proper haircut because I was I was taking it a little off at a time. Uh, in the middle of COVID, literally a year. Uh, no, not even a year ago. Jeez, like eight months ago, my hair was down on my shoulders. Jesus. <laughs> So uh, there you go. And you know what? You're looking at a $25 haircut. I mean, come on. It's not bad for $25. They all suck. They all suck. All politicians suck. Taxes are going up and the, and the roads are getting shittier. Those two things should never make sense. If, if you're going to raise my goddamn taxes, then I should uh, be driving at the very least on very smooth roads. But why am I even saying this? This was something that was said by some jerk-off 25, 30 years ago. Nothing has changed. Oh, you argue that cancel culture is bad, but you consistently argue that Uncle Paul is humor that you don't go with and you actively try to destroy bits involving Uncle Paul. Hypocritical, no? Yeah, I guess so, bro. We're not talking about stupid Uncle Paul. I never, to- I never told Jimmy he wasn't allowed to do Uncle Paul. God, you guys are so stupid. I hate stupid people. You should get an education before you start arguing with me. That's, I never try to cancel Jimmy. I, I truly thought, and a lot of people around the show, including executives, because we were actually trying to grow into a giant radio show. Think like Joe Rogan. Think Barstool Sports. All those fuckers passed us by. And bits uh, uh, like Uncle Paul were not going to get the job done. So when you're trying to grow a big show, you got to make some sacrifices. But Jimmy insisted that he, he threw that crap on our show on a regular basis. But I never tried to cancel him. But I did not like the bit at all. And many, many people around us did not like the bit. But Jimmy's a stubborn little bitch. And he wasn't going to take no for an answer. He hated when people told him uh, what to do. And the sad part is, and we just talked about this on the live stream very, very recently, SiriusXM gave us a lot of freedom. A lot. And, and when it comes down to bits, I think that was one of the very few bits they didn't really uh, like and, and, and thought if we really wanted to get to the next level with the show, that was not the way to do it. God, I hate stupid people. And then we had to watch all these people just go flying by us. And that's why Jimmy is stuck where he is as every other fucking comic that he knows, including old girlfriends, passed him by, by a lot. And then he sits there and stews and wonders why he's not as big as uh, these other guys. Holy crap. I mean, you got to use your brain sometimes when you're, when you're trying to build something. But he was stubborn. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't find it... I didn't even find it funny. It was just, it was just stupid and shocking. Uh, hope you're watching the uh, the NBA playoffs. Stupid Harden playing his role. So far, I was uh, wrong about James Harden. He took a step back and allowed Maxie to shine a little bit down there in Philly. So Philly's got uh, three. You know, you need three good players to win a championship, and uh, Maxie. He's right there. You got Embiid, you got the Harden, and then Maxie's right there. He's almost a third. Almost. Yes, the NBA is uh, going. Uh, it's your loss, man. The NBA playoffs are pretty damn good so far this year. Uh, that uh, that Nets-Celtics game over the weekend, heartbreaking. Jason Tatum scoring at the buzzer to knock out the Nets in game one of their series. Um, the NBA's got to take care of their players. Because Kyrie Irving, right, he leaves Boston in a bad way, 
There's no way around it. He, he lived, uh, lived. He left Boston in a bad way. Now when he goes to Boston, everyone boos him. Everyone boos him. And you know they're saying some really, really crappy things. They're not just saying, hey, Kyrie, you stink. You know they're getting very creative up there. Boston doesn't play. New York doesn't play. Philly definitely doesn't play. Philly might be the worst out of uh, those three cities. And uh, so, you know, he's hearing it all game. And I'm sure it was some really, really bad crap. Shitty crap. So he starts uh, giving the fan base, you know, the bird. He's throwing up the bird here and there. And uh, and then it came down today, the stupid NBA. They fined him $50,000. That's just not right. Stop thinking your sport is, uh, you know, family friendly. Stop worrying about what the kids are seeing when they go to a game. You know, if you've got a fan base yelling and screaming at Kyrie Irving all game long, he should be able to respond in kind. Or maybe not in kind, whatever the phrase would be there. Maybe I pulled the wrong phrase out of my butt, but you know what I'm trying to say. But they find him $50,000. I don't think that's fair. Because the fans, next game, they're going to be right at it, right at it again with uh, Kyrie. And he's just got to sit there and take it? That's garbage. I don't get that. Stop finding the players. And stop making believe that uh, all these sports are family friendly. They're not. They're not. And guess what? As a parent, it's my job. It's not the NBA's job. It's not the NFL's job. It's my job. I'll decide what my kids should, uh, should see when they go to a game. And quite frankly, for the most part, I don't even care. I don't even care if they hear some dumb, dirty language. And I don't care if they see Kyrie Irving giving everyone the bird. Who gives a crap? But Kyrie Irving should be able to uh, fight back, certainly. You can't just sit there and take it. That's ridiculous. That's going to be a hell of a series, the Nets and the Celtics. That was a, that was a damn good game. And congratulations to the Boston Celtics. I'm, I'm obviously torn because I'm a long-suffering Knicks fan, but we haven't had a good team, and um, somebody can help me. But I'm going to go back to 1994. With John Starks, I think we have to go uh, that far back. Kind of like what the the Brooklyn Nets are doing. And they're kind of local, so it's interesting. You know, Kevin Durant is gangsters all hell. Kyrie Irving is a weirdo. And then you got Ben Simmons sitting on the bench in like, what was he wearing the other day? Like off-color leather shorts with a matching top and all this bling-blang. And he's still not playing because I think he hit a pothole. On the Jersey Turnpike, and and I think he pulled his back out. If I was the rest of the team, I'd be like, enough with this guy. Enough. Are you going to play today? Eh, I don't know. I don't think I can. He hasn't played in a year, and he sits on that bench. Look at all fashionable and crap while everyone else is running their ass off trying to win a championship for Brooklyn. But I think Brooklyn's going to fall a bit short, unfortunately. I think Brooklyn falls short. I know my basketball, so relax. Brooklyn's going to fall short. Um, sorry to Philly but uh, and my, my people down there, but uh, I think the Sixers fall short. Um, I honestly think that uh, Golden State's going to make a damn good run at it. I think the Bucs uh, are going to fall short. I think it's going to be between... Follow me. I think, uh, I think it's going to be either uh, the Warriors, uh, the Phoenix Suns, or 
You know what? Or the Boston Celtics. I think it's I, I think it's really down to those three teams. So you're not going bald? I, no, of course I'm not going bald. I got a little less hair up top, but I'm not going bald. It was just more nonsense from idiots. A lot of uh, a lot of lies, a lot of dishonest people out there. The Globetrotters, <laughs> the Globetrotters, <laughs> seem to always win. I'll be honest, Kyrie Irving, he's like a Globetrotter if they actually were trying to, you know, play for real. Kyrie Irving would fit in with the Globetrotters very, very nicely. All right, give me a moment to talk about HelloFresh. Big fan. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash OP16. Use the code OP16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. But, Ope, why do you like HelloFresh? Well, with HelloFresh, I discovered that I actually do like cooking. And I realized that I didn't like going up and down the aisles at the supermarket looking for all the ingredients, especially those spices. And I learned a thing or two. Did you know that... Before you put some of the meats in the oven, it's good to like sear them in a pan on the top of the stove. I had no idea. So I'm also picking up some knowledge in between getting my meal kits from HelloFresh when I'm just doing my regular cooking. Oh, and the other day I I made this thing, this Asian thing. HelloFresh is paying for this, so I probably should be doing a better job with describing some of the meals I've cooked. But all I can tell you is... It was an Asian thing, and it was delicious and fresh and tasty, and I loved it. But honestly, the best part, everything is pre-measured and ready to go. You got a recipe on a little recipe card, and the whole thing takes, God, I don't know, half hour to 40 minutes tops from beginning to plating it. See, I'm using fancy terms like plating now. (laughs) Carl would be happy. And they really got a lot to choose from that I honestly don't feel like uh, explaining right now. Sorry. Go to HelloFresh.com slash OP16. Use the code OP16 for up to 16 free meals, three free gifts as well. Oh, you're going to save money too. I should tell you that. It's in here somewhere. Wait. Yeah, you'll just save money. I don't know where the saving money part is. Oh, my God. Repeat the URL and get the hell out of this read. Go to HelloFresh.com slash OP16. Use code OP16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. You know, and and my whole rant about Kyrie a few minutes ago, I don't even like uh, Kyrie Irving. I think he's weird. He thinks the earth is flat. And then let's not get into the, the, you know, the vaccine thing. But in general, I think he's a weird dude. I'm not a big fan, but uh, I think it's complete nonsense when the NBA finds you for trying to fight back. As you know, the fans, fans, these days, fans don't just, when I was growing up, if you hated a player and he was walking by, you're like, hey, you suck. You suck. You know, you know, that's like the opening line. You know, they go deep and ugly. And then the guy's got to sit there and just take it. Get the hell out of here. 
Uh, John Quartz says, uh, Flat Earther, I need Pat Duffy to interview his buddy who believes that uh, crap, please. Yeah, we should do that, Pat Duffy. You should bring him into New York. Uh, we'll go to Get Parts. We'll find that campfire beer that we all know and love now from uh, the private Facebook uh, party. And we'll do a little podcast with that guy. Um, not a bad idea. But now the new thing is uh, birds aren't real. <laughs> birds aren't real. I think it's mostly flat earthers going, ah, you know what, we got to move on to something else. So let's go with birds aren't real. I think flat earthers in general, you know, they just want to be part of a tribe, part of a group. It's, it's fun to hang out with other uh, flat earthers, especially like the ones that believe because then you know they're a bit on the dumb side. So that could be kind of fun to hang out with but i think most people that are flat earthers they're they're in it for the party and i think they're in it to just be a-holes to the rest of society i really believe uh, the majority of people don't believe that uh, the, the earth is flat in the flat earth movement and then you got uh now you got people like let's you know let's drive people crazy with this one birds aren't real <laughs> Yeah, Brian Bernard, flying cameras. They're all drones. Look, there's going to be a, a time, um, hopefully in most of our life uh, time, that uh, that uh, these drones will be absolutely confused uh, uh, with real birds. I believe that at least, but we're not there yet. Yeah, well, th- yeah, that's my point. Birds aren't real is uh, uh, satiricals. God, sorry. Uh, they're just being dicks, too. LOL. That's what I think. I think at this point, people want to, like I said, be in a group or a tribe, and they come up with this crazy stuff to just get under people's skin. That's the world we live in now. You want to talk politics? No, I don't want to talk politics. No, I don't, because nothing changes. Let me guess. You got a guy that's going to make all our lives better. Who's the guy? Who's the guy that's finally going to make everything better for all of us? There is no guy. Midterm elections. Good luck to everybody. (laughs) Good luck. I hope your team wins. (laughs) Look at these races. Dude, you're, you're on the wrong live stream. NBA hoodlums in shorts. What is wrong with people? Oh, this is dumb, though. This is a dumb one. But so over the weekend, we're uh, we're flipping around the Hulu and the Prime Video and the Netflix because that's where all the good stuff is these days. Apple TV. What's some of those other streaming services? We took a chance on the dumbest show possible on Netflix. Thank you, Joseph, off the Instagram. I see your uh, your comment. I got to figure out like where to look because I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube now. Soon to add my TikTok. Now that I'm over 5,000 um, followers. Jesus Christ. My star is falling. I remember when uh, this social media started. I remember like, ah, I guess I'll get a Facebook page, you know. I got like 10,000 um, friends, followers, likes, whatever that they're called on the Facebook like in less than a day and then it just grew from there now I watch TikTok and go oh I got two new followers this week terrible it's called old enough who else is watching old enough on Netflix I'm embarrassed to say this in front of uh, a bunch of people 
I was going to say in front of a lot of people, but let's be honest, it's not a lot of people. Uh, we're watching a show on Netflix called Old Enough. Simple concept. You got to do a lot of that rating, though. And some of ye, as I look at your comments, I noticed that we don't have a lot of readers among us. So this show, Old Enough, you might want to skip on because you got to do a lot of that reading. What you reading for? I guess a read for many reasons. Bill Hicks, anyone? Okay, anyway. Uh, Waffle House uh, waitress, anyone? That bit? No? Okay. Uh, loved your latest TikTok video. Oh, thank you. I'm, uh, I'm starting to uh, have a lot of fun with my TikTok and my, uh, my Instagram. It's Opie Radio on both. Yeah, I got a couple good ones out there right now. I got one where I look like a Slavo. <laughs> there was a time I was very, very vain. I'm not going to lie to you. And anything I presented to the public, I wanted to look as good as possible. But those days are over too. So for this uh, TikTok video that I also put on Instagram, I made sure I looked like a Slavo. I was like, I looked like a mess, an overweight mess. And the video's doing pretty well without giving it away. Old Enough is disturbing. All right, John Quartz, you watched this, right? Okay. So Old Enough, it's on Netflix. We're flipping around. I'm like, what the hell are we going to watch? And just, oh, God. And I, I, I always try for documentaries or, or um, documentary like uh, shows in general, either whether it's a film. All right, you're explaining documentaries. Shut the fuck up. What are you doing? Edit yourself, you idiot. You know how to do this. Edit yourself. Um... So old enough, it's a, a show out of Japan. You got to do a little of that rating. You got to do some of that rating. I know it's weird when you, um, when you watch a movie or a TV show that has the subtitles and you're reading. You start convincing yourself that you're understanding the language. <laughs> Something happens with your brain. <laughs> I'm reading the words, but that's somewhere in your head. You're like, wait, I think I now know Japanese. But uh, show out of Japan... And basically the show is, it's such a simple concept. And I'm amazed that they haven't figured out how to do this in America. They get kids as young as, I think the youngest one we saw was uh, two years, three months. They get these kids to run errands. They say goodbye to their mommy and daddy and they run errands. And it's not a simple errand like, uh, you know, go next door and get me a loaf of bread, you idiot. It's like, go down to the fish market and get what daddy likes to eat for dinner and what mommy likes and what your little sister likes for dinner. And, uh, and then you got like um, a camera crew that's insane. It looks like about 10 people that are running around with these kids. And they're crossing busy streets and all this crap. And you follow them on this dumb little 12 to 15 minute adventure as they do errands for their family. That's the whole show. And it's addicting as all hell. Two-year-olds, that's disgusting, Annie Bond said. You know, they had some threes and some four-year-olds as well. You know, and then there's some crying. The kids are crying. Some kids cry because they want their mommy. Some kids cry because they, they failed in their mission. So then they try to go back and, in one case, get the watch. They forgot the watch, so the one kid had to go all the way back and get the watch. And then the parents are at home. They're crying like, oh, my God, I hope my kid's going to be okay. You gotta check it out though. It's called Old Enough. It's uh, it was it was a uh, it was a nice surprise when we were flipping around. Yeah, I know. People tell me about the Peaky Blinders all the time. And then what's the other one where um, 
where you uh, you go to work and then as soon as you leave work, you forget you're at work or something like that. And then when you're at home, you don't even realize you got a job, but somehow you get to the job. And then as soon as you walk through the front door, you forget about your per- personal life or something like that. I think it's called severance. With that Ben Stiller that has shocking gray hair now. What the hell is happening to everybody? Everyone is aging out right in front of our eyes now. But I hear Severance is good. Boardwalk Empire. Where have you been, Christian? I, I checked out the Boardwalk uh, Empire. It's very, very good. Yeah, Severance. A lot of people, people, excuse me, are talking about the Severance. So maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll jump in. All right, Instagram, you're bothering me. I'm saying goodbye to you. Thanks for checking out my live stream. We'll add you again soon. Goodbye. Share. I make $2.08 on Instagram. Kids. I can't even get one Pinkberry. Maybe I can get a small Pinkberry. Holy shit. I made $2.08. Just worked my balls off. (laughs) $2.08. That part of this I don't like. Yeah, I saw the Northman. With uh, with the uh, with uh, William Defoe, I'm watching. Um, is it Moon Knight, the latest Marvel show on Disney Plus? My son, who's going to be for the old timers, you're not going to believe this. We're two weeks out from my son turning 12. That's just crazy to me. Um, he's a big Marvel guy. He knows his Marvel stuff. I would put him up against anybody. It's crazy. And I'm watching Moon Knight with him. And I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. I don't get it. Wait, so this guy's now in the body. And the other guy's a reflection. Wait, there's now a third guy? And what's the thing with the big beak? What's that? I don't get it. And why is Ethan Hawke in this movie? Dad, who's Ethan Hawke? My son goes, who's Ethan Hawke? I'm like, oh my God. You used to play with his son at the park. That's who Ethan Hawke is. That, that's who I should say Ethan Hawke is. True story. When my kids were very, very young, every once in a while, you would run into a celebrity and their kids in the park. Next thing you know, you're like, hey, Ethan, me and you, buddy. What's going on? Look at our kids playing nice. When are you going to invite me over to your crib? Wasn't meant to be, though wasn't meant to be you like push your kid like come on man you gotta hang out with the celebrity kid i could be friends with ethan hawk what are you doing i got uh, i can't i can't i can't this is what gets me in trouble i can't do it don't do it oh don't say that your kid was in the same house as ben stiller's kid and his kid was an asshole don't do it what are you doing don't do it don't do this right now Anyway, um, <laughs> new haircut, same attitude. <laughs> What's going on, Blue Chew? It's been a moment. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E at checkout. Just pay the $5 shipping. You know Blue Chew helps you with your boners, right? Spring has sprung, but maybe not in your pants. Ho-ho! I just went off script there. Do yourself a favor. Flick that thing. And if it's still in hibernation, then you're going to want to try the Blue Chew service. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. Take them anytime, day or night. 
so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days in the mail, in a discreet package. And you know, women say there's nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. You know what they mean by where it counts, right? Of course you do. Keep flicking. Anything happening? No? All right, listen up. I got a special deal for you. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code OPI at checkout. Just pay the $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code OPI to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast. Oh, doesn't living in New York freak you out? Not really. I mean, I'm lucky. You know, I um, I picked a spot where, like, I'm pushed away from everything. Look, no one can bother you. It's the river. Although every once in a while, they, you know, every once in a while, you'll be looking out your window and there'll be a floater. There'll be helicopters and you run down to the shoreline and there'll be some floaters. There was one that was terrible. I think it was, I, I'm trying to remember the story. It was two women. I think they were... I think they were duct taped together. You might be able to look this up. I'm not sure how many years ago it was, but it was terrible. And then I, then there was a crazy homeless guy that decided he wanted to take a ride. So way that way toward the JW Bay, the George Washington Bridge, where a lot of people jump from. We talk about that, but uh, more or less once a month, someone jumps from the bridge. And uh, the city's in cahoots with the, with the, the press. And the TV uh, stations. So they bury the story all the time for whatever reason, which is good. I don't need to hear that crap anyway, so I guess I'm for it. But all the way that way, um, homeless guy jumped on a makeshift uh, raft. Decided he wanted to take a joy ride down the Hudson River. <laughs> they had to rescue him with uh, hel- helicopters. Helicopter, helicopter. It's for my TikTokers. Um... Thoughts on the Johnny Depp case? I, I don't have any thoughts. I saw a clip. It looks like he's a bad dude or something, right? I don't know. I met him, too, in L.A. That was my agent, though. My agent, my agent who's no longer with us, which sucks. Uh, three sons. One of the sons went to school with one of the Depp kids, Johnny Depp kids. So there was one time we were um, picking up the kid when I was out in L.A. Uh, visiting, and uh, I technically met uh, Johnny Depp very very briefly but I'm going to put it in the category of I met Johnny Depp met Mick Jagger once too same way Syracuse Carrier Dome backstage with uh, John Cher Brother Weeze uh, Corey what was his name Um, from uh, what was the band Living Color not in Living Color the TV show the band Living Color Corey Glover they were warming up, so you could look this up uh, for yourself. I'm trying to remember what tour. It's been too long. Um, Steel Wheels, I think. Me and uh, Weez took the van. We drove to Syracuse from Rochester. Weez could get into any show. He used to he used to work concerts. We're in the belly of the Syracuse Carrier Dome. And also, fucking Mick Jagger walks up because he needed to talk to John Cher about something menial. And I'm like, yeah, Vernon Reed was in that band. You're right. Uh, he was the guitar player. He, he was a very good guitar player. And all of a sudden, it's a circle of us, and Mick Jagger's right there. And I froze 
absolutely froze. It was before everyone carried a camera in their back pocket, so I have no proof of this. You just got to believe me. But Mick Jagger was hanging out, talking to John Cher, Brother Weeze, uh, Corey Glover from Living Color, and, uh, and, and, uh, and uh, John Cher. And, uh, and I said nothing. And Weeze is just holding Corey like, ah, brah. He's just babbling to Mick Jagger like, like Mick is just a regular dude. Which, and that's why I always loved Brother Weeze. And then uh, we walked away and I almost shit my pants. I'm like, that, 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 that's Mick Jagger. It doesn't get much bigger than Mick Jagger. Especially like um, 70s Mick Jagger. So I technically met him. You never talk to <laughs> you never talk to Mick Jagger, oy vey. <laughs> I was starstruck. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was lucky enough in my career to talk to a lot of very, very, very famous people. And uh it was very rare when I was starstruck, but I was starstruck by uh by Mick Jagger, absolutely. Seventies Jagger, nice, yeah, of course. You could squeeze in 1980, 1981 there, uh, Gregory. We could squeeze that in. Tattoo You, after you get uh, past the hits. There's some great songs off there. Off that uh, CD album. Download, LP, whatever the hell you call it. And then if you read up on the Stones, it turns out a bunch of those songs from Tattoo You were meant for uh, past uh, Stones albums. But after that, it was just a shit show for the band. Come on, let's be honest with each other. Opie, do you consider Patrice the GOAT comic? Oh, my God. As far as every comedian that ever did the Opie and Anthony show, and uh, we had Kevin Hart, we had Louis C.K., we had the Bill Burr, we had the Dane Cook, we had the Dice, list goes on and on. Uh, Patrice was better than all of them. He was such a natural. The one thing I like to say over and over again about Patrice, I know he worked hard at his craft, absolutely. But I don't know... I don't know how much of his stuff was actually written. And that's a really interesting statement because it could go either way. Where he was so prepared, but his delivery was such where it felt like he was just making it up. Or he was that damn good and confident where he just went on stage uh, some nights and just made it up as he went. He was brilliant. Always on. Always on. He didn't care if it was... um, you know, the taping for his elephant in the room um, special or when me and him every once in a while would go and get pizza after the radio show. He didn't care if it was a few thousand people or two people. He loved, loved interacting with people and entertaining them and trying to make them laugh. Always. And what you find with a lot of these comedians, as soon as they're off the, the stage, they're duds. They're very different. Patrice, same guy. That's a rarity. Not many people go through life being the same guy on on stage and off stage or, or on a radio show and off a radio show. Um, I work toward that every single day. I'm not there. Brother Weeze came the closest. Where the guy you heard on the radio in his prime was the same exact guy. As soon as the mics went off, I was like, Weeze, you just did another two or three hours of great radio. He's like, ah, bro, let's go. Let's go to Mama San's. Get some of those spring rolls. And then I'm going to test drive a car. Let's go. And then he would just continue doing a a radio show all day long. All right, guys. Have a good night. We'll talk soon. Peace. Goodbye. I don't know how to end this. I'm looking for end broadcast. I think that was it. If not, I'm still talking and I have no idea.
ブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブブ